2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today
0: with Byte.
3: Hi, I'm Megan Segura. And I'm Eric J. Mack. And this is The Daily Dish, Bravo's official podcast. So today is a special kind of episode. I know this will come as a shock to many people, But Eric and I actually have interests outside the Bravo universe. (laughs) You know, not often, but occasionally, right, Eric?
0: Right, yeah. I mean, I don't really have time for other interests, but they're out there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so something that I have been obsessed with, and I know I've slightly mentioned it to you, Eric. I know I've talked about it to basically everyone else in my life ad nauseum, is Temptation Island on USA Network. It is a reality show that is unlike anything that's on Bravo, and I need to convince you today why you need to watch it.
0: Oh my God, okay. So I have heard of it, but I feel like I would like for you to explain the whole premise so I understand it correctly, because there's a lot of uh, a lot of layers, a lot of complications in these uh, relationships.
3: So season three did premiere last night, but it is such a easy watch that I feel like, especially in these times, it's a really good show to watch with your partner. Here's one. The premise is it is couples who are at a point in their relationship where they either need to commit or break up. Okay. For one, for one reason or another, they're not absolutely in that place of wanting to get married, but they love each other. So oftentimes it's a couple who maybe one of them is still getting over the fact that the other person has cheated. Or maybe there's someone who secretly thinks maybe there's something better out there and that's why they haven't been able to commit. And these couples then go to Temptation Island. Oh, like they boy. never even disclose where they are, but it's always beautiful. The most beautiful picturesque Island.
0: Well, because everyone needs to be in bathing suits, right? Like otherwise,
3: exactly.
0: <laughs> what's the point?
3: <laughs> They're greeted by the host, Mark L. Wahlberg. And the girls of these different couples are taken to one villa. Uh-huh. And the, the guys are taken to another. They separate for basically a month. Wow. And- the villas are filled with singles of the opposite sex. So these four or five girls are going into a villa that is filled with all of these sexy single guys who are looking for love and ready to commit and vice versa for the guys.
0: Oh my God.
3: And each week you go to a bonfire. So let's say the girl's, will go to a bonfire. And the genius of this show is they have no idea what their guys are up to, right? They, they, you know, your mind is playing tricks on you. Cause if you heard, well, Danny's in this villa and all these sexy single guys are around him all the time. What is he actually doing there? Of course. At this bonfire, you get a glimpse, but it's a carefully edited glimpse so that sometimes you'll see Danny, like, really close to a guy, maybe about to kiss him, and then it it fades to black.
0: Oh, rude.
3: But sometimes they show much more. It's, it's, I can't, okay, it, it reminds me, we had this conversation on the podcast once about the idea of if someone said that they had the name of your soulmate on a piece of paper, would you look at it? Right. Would you want to know? Yeah. And so I love this show because it's this idea of, yes, I'm happy, but... And is what is something is the grass greener basically oh my
0: God, okay, so then other than going to the bonfire, do they plan activities for them? Is there like a bachelor bachelorette you know kind of dating structure in place where the these people get to like hang out with the singles in the villas or is it kind of just like big brother style we're just filming and letting things happen as they happen? It's a
3: little bit of both so basically okay. each day each few days they ask one of the the people in a couple to choose from the single someone they want to go on a date with so they'll go on these romantic dates with someone who's not their partner but to me the real fun of the episode happens when they're back at the villas all together at night because a lot of drinking and partying and it's when people just really lower their inhibitions yeah and I mean sometimes let's say you go to a bonfire. It's not even about what your partner is doing. It's what they're saying. right? Because sometimes these people will talk shit about their partners Uh, in a way that they've never heard before.
0: Yeah. Not necessarily knowing that that is going to be shown to them, but there's like a small chance that it could. But in the moment, you're maybe not thinking about that mid-conversation.
3: Right. And so all of this sort of leads up to the end of the month when The couples are reunited and have a big discussion about everything that they've seen and experienced. And then they decide, A, they leave together as a couple and they are really going to make this relationship work. B, they leave with with someone that they met on the island that's not their partner. Or C, they leave alone and just trust that there is something better out there. Oh my
0: God. So I guess there's not really a competition element to it as much as it's each individual couple and each individual person's journey through this experience.
3: Yes, exactly. And I mean, a lot of it is about people who are in, you know, not great relationships that you don't really realize until you're out of it, you know? Yeah. And, And so when they have this time to themselves without their partner, they can sometimes see the cracks more clearly. Right. Or a lot of times it's, you know, I hate to say it, but I feel like I know a lot of females who get into this, this rut of, they make their whole life about the guy. Yeah. And, a lot of times these girls finally being on their own and having a little bit of male attention from someone who isn't their boyfriend, you really see this transformation take place.
0: Do you find yourself often rooting for... The couples to survive, the couples to split. It sounds like from what you just said that you're often looking at it through the the journey of the women on the show, the ones that are yeah. in the relationship. So do you find yourself leaning a certain way, like hoping that like all of the couples break up and end up leaving with some singles, or like what do you what do you feel like you're rooting for while you watch?
3: Okay, so I think this makes me a tad bit cynical, but I feel like if if you are coming to this island you shouldn't be together because (laughs) I would never bring Andrew to temptation Island. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I just wouldn't want to risk it. It's not that I don't. And I mean, maybe it does bring up this question. Well, then do you even trust your relationship? Do you trust that they could withstand temptation Island? Yeah. But I also think that like when you have something amazing, why would you risk it? And the fact that these people, You know, and oftentimes it is one partner or the other convincing the other one to go there.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's also interesting because it's sort of like out of sight, out of mind, right? If you're not presented with these other options, you might not be considering it. You might not be thinking that there are flaws in your relationship or there are flaws in the person that you are going to Temptation Island with. But the second you get there and you're presented with all of these other options, you might want to, you know, have your cake and eat it too, or, you know, move on to another dessert. I don't know. Yeah. Like that, it is just really interesting because there are so many layers to it and it sounds like it unfolds in a really interesting way throughout the course of the season.
3: And, you know, I love dating shows like The Bachelor. Like I totally am now fully into like Bachelor mode on Mondays. But what I like about Temptation Island is that the stakes are so much higher, you know, on am Bachelor, let's say, if if you don't end up with a relationship, it's kind of fine because like you weren't that invested. You're hoping to meet the love of your life, but like maybe you won't. But on Temptation Island, I mean, you are watching couples who have been together for years being ripped apart. Right. And right. the first season, one of the most compelling stories was this, this guy, Evan and his girlfriend, Casey, and they had been together for years. And Basically, day two, he meets who he now considers the love of his life.
1: Evan, now it's time for you to tell us your decision. Do you want to leave with Casey, as she has expressed wanting to do with you? Will you be leaving alone or you'll be leaving with someone else?
3: Mark, I'm leaving with someone else.
1: Okay. Oh, my
0: God. Still to this day.
3: Ah. Don't want to spoil anything.
0: Probably not. I mean, (laughs) but maybe. (laughs) But so this
3: whole time you're like, oh my god! Like again, it's the whole that soulmate idea of like, well, what if? What if the person you're actually meant to be with does happen to be on this island and takes the form of a really sexy single? (laughs) Is also
0: on Temptation Island. (laughs) It can happen. You just never know.
3: I think the other interesting part about this is the rules the couples establish or don't establish going in. So, you know, I've watched all three, well, all two seasons. And I started the third last night, but generally a couple will set boundaries. Like I don't want anyone in your bed. I don't want you kissing. I don't want you touching like very strict rules. Season three, basically all the couples had zero rules. So you could potentially – whoever you want on this island, it's fine because it's not breaking any rules. That's interesting. But are you going to choose me at the end?
0: Yeah, well, I feel like it's almost better to go in with no rules because that's sort of the whole point, right? That it's almost like you're going to Temptation Island and you're taking a break. This is sort of a, a separation, if you will. I mean, physically, literally, and, and maybe it has to be emotionally to really have the the full experience of what you're trying to do there. So I love that with this season, they're going in with less rules because uh, people will be freer. People will have less inhibition, you know? Like, it it probably adds a whole other layer of drama that might not have been there for previous seasons.
3: I don't know. There's also, I think it just really reminds me of, like, open relationships, which we kind of get a little bit of that in some of our Real Housewives lives, you know? But it's like do you dare to open your bedroom to other people you know is that risking your relationship or not
0: right right well i mean just thinking of our bravo celebrities and people that i would love to see on this show yeah my first thought would be like a robin and juan like two hot people they have had some ups and downs in their relationship. I mean, right now they're at a high. So I think at this particular time, it wouldn't be a great time to go to Temptation Island. But maybe like <laughs> two seasons ago, Robin and Juan. Right,
3: could, right, for sure. You
0: know, like that could have been really interesting.
3: I will raise you Giselle and Jamal though, because- <laughs> Oh my God you know, if really, and you know, she says it's not so much a fear on her part, but certainly everyone else is like, will Jamal cheat again on Giselle? This is the perfect way to test that. And I guess that is one reason I can see a couple going to Temptation Island. If you still do not fully trust your partner after some sort of cheating scandal, this is the ultimate way to test their fidelity and their commitment to the relationship. Because It's not just like, like these casting directors know what they're doing. Like, for example, this season, one of the uh, girls in the couple is an ex professional soccer player. Oh, wow. And one of the things she doesn't like about her boyfriend is that he's not an athlete. And she just feels like athletes get each other. There's like this unspoken bond they have and that she doesn't have with him.
0: I get that. Well,
3: guess who's at the house? this single guy who is hot and used to play soccer so it's like
0: Mm, convenient they
3: know what they're doing yeah what i mean mean, part of
0: me was hoping you would say an ex mlb player but (laughs) 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 well i was also i mean i don't want to keep it potomac specific but ashley and michael could be a really interesting couple to go there
3: yeah I feel like they'd be a couple that would have very little rules though.
0: Definitely. But I'm also thinking like I picked Robin and Juan to begin with because they're both hot people. Like I don't feel the same way about Michael Darby and like Jamal Bryant necessarily. No shade, but that's just like my personal taste. But you know who else I just thought of too? Tamara and Eddie from Orange County. I think they would make, they're a hot couple. They've gotten a little freaky in the bedroom before from what we heard on, you know, a couple seasons ago. So they could be really good on Temptation Island.
3: You know who my pick would be? It would be Katie and Schwartz from Vanderpump. Oh yes. Because they're a couple who I do think love each other, but they've been together a very long time.
0: Wow, yes. I could see that going really left for them on Temptation Island.
3: I do think this is a show couples should watch together, but like, be warned, it could also lead to some serious arguments.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, like a lot of hypotheticals of like, well, what would you do if you were in that situation? And then you're like, um...
3: <laughs> I mean, I certainly find myself being like, well, would you take me to Temptation Island? Are you... Like, is there's no right answer. Well, what? You don't trust me enough? Or you don't value me enough?
0: Right, yeah. But like you said, all of these relationships seem to be going... To the island for a reason. Yeah, so there's probably something that they're trying to work through, whether it's individually or as a couple, you know, and so maybe that's just, it's not for everyone, which is understandable. But, oh, this sounds really good.
3: USA got some major updates from the past Temptation Island cast members, including Casey from season one. So you're going to break all your promises, tell your family you left me here. Everything that you promised me, that my heart and my soul is safe with you, that you'll never leave me, I'm your forever.
2: How could you do this to me? Casey. How? Casey. It's not doing this to you. You're
3: never gonna see me again.
2: It's not doing this to you.
3: And for anyone who already watches Ashley H. from season two, she's the one who came in dating Casey.
2: Honestly, if Ashley broke up with me, I'd be okay. So if she was like giving me an issue, I could move on to where I just go back to that lifestyle and just like hook it up with anyone.
1: Casey, you're low-key saying you're like an asshole, first of all.
2: I remember what it used to be like to just do whatever the I wanted to do. So I feel like maybe when I told her I loved her, I was saying it from a place like, I love you, but if you ever like wanted to leave me, I would be fine.
3: And didn't leave with Casey. So you can check those out on usanetwork.com and we'll put a link in the description. One of the things I will say about this show, and you know, I started making Andrew watch it. We went back and watched the prior seasons is, and he kept commenting on it, like how heart wrenching it is watching these couples when they realize they're starting to lose their partner via this you know bonfire footage and the animal like sobs that come from them like season 1 when Evan breaks up with Casey oh and again in season 2 with Casey after he proposed to Ashley H at the final bonfire and she said no
1: Casey You've done a lot of work, buddy. I know, Val. I know. I know. This is the part that hurts, but this is the part that's going to make you able to love. And you're going to be a great man for some great woman. Okay?
3: Oh, like you feel for these people because they, you're watching them realize I signed up to do this fun thing and it is having major life consequences now and will change the the entire trajectory of my future. Right. And that's the part that I just feel like does sort of make this different from other dating reality shows I've watched. And I think that the fact that Mark L. Wahlberg hosts this is so perfect because he has this really great dad energy and he actually is very emotionally supportive to everyone in the moment and i actually got a chance to interview him because i've become so invested in the show i feel like i know him <laughs> i got to talk to him about what it's like for him to watch these couples firsthand and to watch the disillusion of so many relationships um here's that interview Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today about Temptation Island. I'm a huge fan of yours.
1: Well, thank you, and I always have time to talk about Temptation Island.
3: Ah, uh, you know, so I have recently made my boyfriend go back and binge the first two seasons that I've already watched, <laughs> and you know, we talk. We we talk a lot as we're wa- we're watching and it's dangerous to watch with your partner. A lot of hypotheticals get thrown around. And I have to know, would you ever bring your wife to Temptation Island? Would
1: I ever bring my wife to Temptation Island? I say out loud because I have headphones on and she's now listening. (laughs) And the truth is no, not not as participants. No, I wouldn't go and I wouldn't advise anyone to go.
3: Right? However,
1: I will say if you do go, there is a 99.9% chance you're going to figure out what's going on in your relationship. Yeah, I mean... That said, I have brought my wife to every Temptation Island that I've gone to.
3: Yeah, paint that picture for me. What happens? So, I mean, you're obviously there for the whole experience and you're filming, but then you're on this beautiful location and you guys just hang out and have a great vacation?
1: That's pretty much it. I mean, it's a little bit paradoxical that we go to this... Uh, island paradise where everyone single is going through drama and and torture and crisis and messy stuff, and she and I are having like the greatest honeymoon ever. So <laughs> we're like just oh, and they're paying me, and I only have to work from time to time, and let's go to the beach. Except this time we couldn't go to the beach because of the bubble we were right. in. Right, but yeah, it's, and to be honest with you, I, I bring my wife because our kids are grown now, and we can do that. And the dog has died, so we can travel but it actually helps me because a lot of what i bring to the table in the bonfire advice wise is born out of the relationship that we have and how we've chopped it up at our kitchen table and 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 talked it out so it's really great to have somebody who knows me and can kind of call me out from when i'm being authentic or when i'm fronting a little bit and so it Having Robbie there makes me better as a host, I think.
3: I love that. How long have you two been married?
1: If we make it to August, and I'm going to put some money on that, <laughs> um, that she'll pick up my option, it'll be 34 years.
3: Wow. Yeah, so you're coming with a lot of experience to the table. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I, I say that to them. I'm like, I, I start the show by off-camera saying to these contestants when I meet them, or participants, I'm not a therapist. I'm a game show host. You're getting, you know... Your The advice I give is worth what you're paying for it. However, I have been in the game of relationship longer than many of you have been alive, and I've failed more times than you've tried. So that's what I bring to the table.
3: I mean, it is so nice, and I think it is one of the reasons that watching this show, you do feel like you get to know you, because you're hearing you dispense this really great advice to couples who are going through it. When they come to the island, do you feel like, upon first meeting these couples, you have a sense of who will make it and who won't?
1: You know, no is the answer. I have proven over and over again that my predictions are wrong. I go back to season one where I met Shari and Javen. And I said to the producers, like after the first dinner, I'm like, you know, do we have an alternate couple on hold? Cause these guys aren't going to make it through the night and they're engaged and still in love. So wow. what I have found is you, you can't predict what's going to happen because the people you meet on the beach when they first arrive aren't the same people they are 30 days later. The show is so nuts, but you have to remember that in that immersion, this experience, which is fully immersive, and through you know the experience and my prodding and whatever, I think they change. And so who they are at the end of the show is not necessarily who they are at the beginning of the show, so it would be really difficult to predict who's going to make it and who isn't.
3: Yeah. Has there ever been a couple that left together and you're like, oh, you really shouldn't have, though. You should have left it at the Temptation Island.
1: That's, you know, I'd have to say, uh, well, in one case, you know, they were going to leave together and I didn't feel like she had really... You know, with Nicole and Carl. Yes, I loved that moment. Yeah, and I felt bad about that. But I was like, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm not buying it yet. I feel like you kind of just said what you had to say, Nicole, just to get this over with. And then you'll talk about it at home. So I I really had to make a choice at that point to be an advocate for her to kind of get the truth out. And by the way, so they left separately, but now they're back together. And I've talked to them recently, and they're really in love, and they've worked it out. So... I love that too. So the other point is whatever happens in the final bonfire, that final moment isn't the end of relationship. It's just the end of the season.
3: Yeah.
1: And and it's difficult to stay in and be in a relationship. And so overall, I'm just rooting. And I say this to them at the beginning. I take it really seriously. Don't think for a moment, you guys, that I'm here just phoning this in. I take it probably more seriously than you do. And I'm an advocate for whatever it is you want to get out of this. But... I'm not saying I'm pulling for four couples to get what they want. I'm pulling for eight people to get love. And if it's together, great. And if it isn't, that's great too. So that's my, my thing.
3: I love it though. Do you, do you think it's telling that a person would even consider bringing their partner to Temptation Island?
1: I don't because I'm a realist in that sense. I mean, yeah, I guess it's partially telling, but I say this right off the bat. It usually gets cut out of the show. I'm like, I ask, why, why do you want to come to Temptation Island? Mean, and they usually give an answer like, you know, I want to make sure that he's not going to cheat or we have problems with our relationship we want to work out. Or, and I'm like, really, the answer is you think that you can kind of phone this in and manage it. And then your, your Instagram is going to pop and you're going to get some you know, collabs and <laughs> some free makeup and stuff. And that's all good. And, and then I say, and by the way, if that's your reason for being here, it doesn't matter because it's going to get real. Yeah, I know you think it won't, but it's going to, regardless of what brought you here, what's going to happen is going to happen. The further down the road you go resisting it, the less you get out of it, the more you lean into the experience, the more you get out of it. But ultimately, whatever questions you thought you came here with are not the ones you're going to have at the end of this, nor are they the answers you're going to find. And I hope your Instagram blows up. So,
3: you know, I've watched a bit of the new season and one thing I find so interesting is that this time around, most of the couples, like everyone but one couple is like, we have no rules. Whereas on the seasons past, there were so many rules, which, you know, inevitably do get broken in one way or another. Do you think it's smarter to come to the island with rules or with no rules?
1: I think that the couples that come to the island now after the show's been on the air a little bit, have a distinct disadvantage for having seen it. So I think that what happens is they they make plans and rules, both the ones they say out loud and the ones that they're keeping to themselves, about how they're going to manage the experience. And I smile and nod when they tell me about their rules because they rarely hold up. I mean, some people stick to their guns, but, I, you know, the point is, if you're going to do this thing where you both agree to be single for a period of time, then Either you're going to be single for a period of time, or you're just going to run the gauntlet. And I've said this to them at the bonfire, and anybody can not cheat for 30 days, Mm. right? So, awesome. If that's your goal, to prove that you won't cheat, well, terrific. I can, especially these guys who are handsome guys that, you know, and women, the girls that are beautiful, you know, they're not it's not foreign for them to get the attention of of very attractive people of the opposite sex. So, you know, so you can run the gauntlet and not cheat for 30 days. It's not going to solve one problem. So you can have all the rules you want, but what really only matters is how deep you look into yourself to see what was not computing in your relationship. Most importantly, defining for you what does love really look like and why you aren't feeling like you deserve that and what's stopping you from giving the partner the love they deserve. And so you can have all the rules you want. You can not cheat all you want. You can cheat all you want. At the end of the day, it's really about getting the true answers, not, not, hey, look what I did. I made it through and I didn't cheat. Right.
3: One of the things I love about this show, as opposed to other dating reality shows, is how high the stakes are because you're watching relationships that have lasted a long time thus far being ripped apart. What is it like for you to be at those bonfires?
1: Well, there's a process on a bonfire day, which starts with me having utter dread all day long in a bad mood, you know, because I know I have a bonfire that night. And then the bonfire happens and it's kind of just like you're in the moment. You're sort of channeling it out of body, kind of just, I forget I'm on TV. We're just in it. And while you see three minutes of these sound bites that are whatever, it's by the end of the night, it's several hours with each side of the island. And so the process is really emotional for me. And it's not that I'm upset with watching things crumble and fall apart. It's emotional for me because I want to be as present as I can be as they're seeing things that feel like the end of the world. And if they're making decisions based on out of context videos, I want to talk about, look, you can't control what you're seeing or what's going on. What you can talk about is what's going on with you. So let's turn it to that. And I always try to have them at least leave feeling a little bit stronger than they did walking in. And it's not always the way it works out. And sometimes, you know, there's tough love when I look at somebody's behavior and go, you know, I'm not buying this. But yes, (laughs) when I watch it now, it's like, oh, it's like watching professional wrestling. Like, oh, isn't that funny on TV? But but I don't watch it, you know, beforehand when I'm in it, it's real. And I tell them this, look, I'm buying what I'm selling. If you're not buying it, then you're kind of wasting everybody's time. And then I lay awake all night long going, what did I say? It was so stupid. I, how do I get to the editors and take that out? I'm just who I think I am. And then my wife's like, you are fine. Go to sleep.
3: Oh. well, I do always wonder about therapists, you know, like how much are they taking home with them after a day's work of like Right. hearing people right. sob stories. And so I imagine there's something similar there for you.
1: You know, it's a strong line, uh, a fine line between caring and codependent. Yeah. And uh, I blur that line quite a bit. But, you know, I'm older. I've got kids, you know, that I've listened to and grappled with. and And I have a partner with me, you know. So when I get all up on my head and I'm thinking less than healthy thoughts about my ego of how I was on the show or whatever, my wife is really good about, you know, either popping my bubble or or blowing some air in it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that and I think that really is, comes through on the show is that it's kind of cool to be needing my wife in the process of being with these people trying to figure out if they're going to have husbands and wives. You know what I mean? So it's totally. really interesting to me that that's the dynamic that, I stumbled into because that was never the plan. It just and I, nor was it my plan to give advice or coaching of any kind. My plan was just to host the show, hopefully get cut out of the show, and still get a paycheck. Yeah, you know it. it it's a, it's weird. It's just um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you know I, I can create a relationship with these people and and for the most part it's a good relationship even when it gets ugly
3: what has been the most shocking moment you've experienced while doing temptation island either in the moment it was shocking or you were watched footage later and were like oh my god i can't believe that happened
1: what's funny is i don't see a lot of what ends up on the air so as we watch the show you know i'm watching along with the audience and like oh my god, had I known that was going on, I might have said this differently. Or I can't believe what they were saying under their breath when they were meeting the singles. So that's a whole, whole other experience for me. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. It's I'm always shocked by like I was really shocked last season when Ashley and KB hooked up like on night one. Night one. I'm like what? And then, I, but then I had to. I literally, on camera, apologized to Ashley. At, you know, there was a bonfire where I called her out. And then the next one, I had to apologize. I said, look, I've really been laying awake at night thinking about this. And it's kind of like I I slut-shamed a little bit. You know, it's like you acted the way you acted. and, And you did what you did. And now given the perspective of, you know, Rick having cheated on you and maybe this was a vengeance or whatever, it doesn't matter. You did what you did. You're entitled to it. And my judgment is not really appropriate, you know? That's really great of you. Well... It's honest, right? Yeah. I mean, who are look, it's not that I'm not gonna sit in judgment and say what I feel. It happens in this season. I call somebody out really hard really soon about why are they there. And not as hard as I wanted to. Like, I pull back because I wanted to say something the well, I can't say it because it'll kind of tip my hand. All I'm saying is if I feel like someone's not that their intentions if they're saying one thing and doing something else. I have. To, I, I feel a responsibility to the audience, not to me, but to the audience, to say, "Hey, what's up with that?" Even if it's really uncomfortable, and I do that as best I can. But at the same time, if people's behavior is not in my moral code, but it's in their moral code, I don't write the code, right? So yeah, you gotta. That's the whole purpose of this thing. It I, again, I would not go as a participant. But if you go, you've got this time to be single, whatever that is for you, whatever process. You need to find out what's going on. I'll ask you about it. I'll probe you on what was your intention in this moment? What were you thinking? And I'm looking for things that give an answer, but you know, I'm not sitting in judgment.
3: Well, my final question might seem silly, but I do honestly wonder it. Okay, I think about you, you're this great host. I think, of course, my boss, Andy Cohen, great host. Yes. And then I think of Chris Harrison, bachelor host. Do you hosts ever get together and hang out?
1: Uh, th- there's should be like a secret society? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say that no. Maybe there is, and I just haven't been invited, which could very well be it.
3: Oh, no, you would definitely be invited. <laughs>
1: but, there, but you know, there is a camaraderie with a lot of my colleagues. You know, some of us have been in the hosting game a long time. And uh, so there, there are different people I've worked with and know of, and we keep in touch. And, and there is an affection and a fraternity amongst all of us, I guess. But I can't say that I've hung out with Chris Harrison at all. We did, years ago, we... Both were hired to do ease coverage of the red carpet of the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And I was up on a balcony. He was on the red carpet. And I said, here I am, actually proving that we're two different people <laughs> for the
3: first
1: time. <laughs> so that's about as close as I've been with there. I'm, I'm close with Pat Finn, who was the host of Shop To You Drop back in the day that I was on. Uh-huh. So we're very close. Mark DiCarlo, who hosted Studs back in the day and is a host of many shows. He and I are really close. But, you know, and I run into jeff probes every now and then at like mel's drive-in or something but i can't say that there's like this you know like caucus where we all get together and decide policy for hosting (laughs) reality shows maybe we need one there's a a lot to be going down oh i well i would watch that i'm
3: gonna make sure that happens the real host of beverly hills
1: i'd watch that (laughs) right although you'd have to come to the valley because i'm I'm not a beverly hills
3: (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to talk through my deep, deep addiction to the show.
1: (laughs) Oh, I had a great time, and I hope I wasn't too silly, but you're catching me sort of punchy at the end of the day. Oh, no.
3: I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for
1: your support, and I hope that you're able to convince everyone around you to watch our show, because I found that by watching the show, they tend to give me more episodes, and then I (laughs) don't have to deliver Postmates, which is kind of cool. (laughs)
3: anything i can do to help the cause.
1: thank you I, I i will return the favor in some way
3: so as a reminder temptation island airs tuesdays at 10 9 central on usa network and you can catch up now on the app
0: and we'll be back with our regular episode this
3: saturday and remember watching bravo isn't a guilty pleasure
0: it's self care
3: Let's keep the conversation going. We want to talk to you all week long. You can find us on Instagram at Bravo Daily Dish.
0: And on Twitter at Bravo TV. Just don't forget to use the hashtag Bravo Daily Dish.
3: Or reach out to us personally. I'm everywhere at Meg Segura.
0: And I'm everywhere at Eric J. Mack. That's E-R-I-K.
3: And if you're on Facebook, join the Daily Dish Facebook group.
0: You can post about what you're watching, your favorite shows, who's your favorite housewife, ask a question, start some drama. There's a lot of good stuff
3: in there, so check it out. You can also learn more about the podcast at bravotv.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Looking fun, and I got my girls with me. With the boys
0: at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time.
2: The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing!